0: It is the Wave 97.9 WHAV, and now we need to head off to the fun days of school. And we have on the line with us Superintendent Justin Bartholomew, Pentunkett Regional School District. And, Justin, thanks for joining me this morning.
1: Lynn, always a pleasure. Thanks for having
0: me. Oh, it's my, my pleasure. I talk about uh, the fun days of school, but I'm kind of kidding about it because this is uh, this is a, a tough, well, not a tough, but this is a a challenging time for all school districts, um, uh, you know, it, like like Pentucket Regional, because uh, you've got a lot of work ahead of you over the next uh, two months or so or a month, month or two months.
1: Yeah, that's right, absolutely. Budget season. Budget season is upon us for sure. And, and yeah, Correct.
0: It, it is
1: a, a challenging time of the year. Um, you know, the process really starts the, the November, December, And we don't find our numbers until the governor gives his budget. This past year was January 26th. So then we take all that and put it into uh, our budget to figure out what what is it we're going to need. And, and, you know, Pentucket is one of those regional school districts. So unlike a municipality, what we have to do is we figure out what it is that we need. Not what we want, but what we need to have in order to operate. Um, And then the school committee goes through a whole process, tries to figure out what What's what's the number? We come up with a number, and then it goes to the towns. And the, traditionally, the process has been, at a ta- first, there'll be a town meeting, like in, in Merrimack this year. Um, town meeting is uh, is going to be a Monday. It's April 25th, and then once that meeting at that meeting, they'll decide whether or not to put an override onto the ballot. And so the, that ballot question goes May 2nd for both Groveland and Merrimack. There'll be an override question, and this is the the challenging part is this is the first year, in more than a decade, that we've had an override, an operational override in the budget. Of course, we had the, the override for the the building project, and those two are, are obviously separate. They're not the same same thing. But yeah, so for the first time in over ten years, this is a, this is a, a challenge. And, and you know, it's you're talking about uh, people uh, having to pay additional money, although. We're fortunate we're not looking for a massive override. It's something that is it's looks like it's in the area of anywhere from ten dollars to thirty ish dollars a month more, which isn't um which isn't horrible considering an override. But it's just one of those trends that we see happening across the across the state, right? We we as we renegotiate our transportation contracts uh, for both the uh, our regular buses, our special education buses. And we did not get full funding on regional transportation, which we we're supposed to get. So those three items alone put us back $583,000. And then when we combine with that, the state looks at Pentucket and considers us held harmless, which means we only get $30 per student for an increase from last year from the state. So when you take $30,000 and you multiply it by our 2,300 kids, you're only getting $69,000 and generally, our budget goes up around $1 to $1.3, $1.4 million. So that $69,000 is not helping much, and this has just been one of those disturbing trends um, that the state is focusing their money on more urban districts, which certainly we would agree that they need, but really point away from uh, communities like ours and severely burdening our taxpayers. So Yeah, definitely a a challenge, Um, as you mentioned, for us to to pass a budget. We need two of the three towns need to approve that budget. So we'll see what happens over the next month. But it is, you know, there's this serious and significant um, consequences on, on both sides of the vote. You know, if everybody votes yes, it's great. Works out for the towns, works out for the school. If two towns vote yes, works out for the school, but that one town then has to figure out how do you fund them. So... Just, just a a tough position. I I hate that Um, we get put in this position. I don't like that. Um, The state only gives thirty dollars more per student increase each year, especially considering that the cost far, far exceeds that. I mean, that's that increase is less than five percent of of what we uh, of what we have for a normal increase. So, uh, and we know our costs go up. Well, well beyond that. So,
0: well, I, I, I've, I've heard uh, state representatives uh, and uh, state senators uh, talk about the you know, the fact that you know they're trying to uh, readjust the the education funding thing, but apparently that hasn't happened. Is that right?
1: Yeah, that's true. So, you know, you, uh, they'll put out information, and this is uh, as that states are, typically will do. Like they'll put out big stories about the Student Opportunity Act. They're going to have. Seven billion dollars, or we're going to be given out over the next five, six years. Well, that's that's great. It seems like it's a big amount of money, except they follow the formula. In a formula. In a school district like Pentucket, um, we're getting fifty-eight thousand dollars, and there's other communities that are getting millions. So it's just this inequity that exists um, because the legislature, the way that the formula is designed, it looks at looks like it looks at assessed home values. It looks at uh, income. And when you, they look at the Grove and Western Merrimack communities, they, they feel like their ability to pay is greater, so they should be paying more. And that's just that's not necessarily true. I mean, I know my mother lives in, lives in town, and, and, and I know what her situation is, and that's, that's a really tough thing for people who have been living around these communities for a long time. They might have bought their home at $100,000, and now it's worth seven hundred that doesn't mean they have the funds to to, to pay a seven hundred thousand dollar assessment or an increase. So it's just that that is definitively um a formula that needs to be readjusted or some some type of equity here because there there's quite a few legislators um that feel like we shouldn't be getting any increase. And of course for when you look at the, the state house, we just don't have the numbers in the state house to, to get the support or get the advocacy. I mean, our our representatives have been fabulous advocating and recognizing this as a problem. Um, but it's, you know, it's, it's something that has been going on for years. And when you have a state that's funding just such a small percentage, less than 5% of the increase each year, um, that 95-plus percent has been going on to the towns. And that's happened for many, many years. And that, that's just a, a really tough, a really tough trend. And, and it's, I, I, I would say, it's not a, not a fair burden to the um, people of our towns.
0: Uh, I I I I feel for you, especially you know, folks that are uh, uh, might be retired or on a fixed income. You know how are you how are you going to do that? But you know uh, on another topic, you have um, uh, you know you're still working on the construction for the for the school, the the middle school, the high school, and and what's going on with that?
1: Yeah, so it's uh, where uh, my favorite line. And absolutely true. We are on budget and we are on time, um, so things are squaring up really well. Um, and we're actually next week. So the, the the central services is in between the middle school and the high school, and of course those buildings are going to be abated and then demolished. So next week, central services uh, are actually moving out. So my office is is completely moving next week. Uh, technology is going to be over at Bagnell, It's already there right now. We'll have student services, uh, special education. And our data data manager will will be over at Page, and then the rest, the business office, and the rest of the superintendent's office will all be over in Suites. So, our central services is going to be spread out between the three towns, and that, that we expect that's going to be about a year um, before we return. So, yeah, I mean it's all for good reasons, right? And, and I think the the biggest thing that, that puts a smile on my face when I think about that building project is that we have stayed within that budget. Um, we not we don't have to go back to the towns. Um and, and that's that's just to me some of the best news that we could have had especially considering everything that's gone on.
0: Now, do you have to um, you, you yourself physically have to pack up uh, boxes and move them or do you have somebody else helping yeah. you out?
1: No, no, we when, no, when, when we put, you know, we roll up your sleeves, you pack up pack up your own office. Yeah, we uh we pack it up and move it ourselves. We have folks here internally um that will move a lot of it. Um, yeah there is there is a company that was helping us with our archives, which if you work in schools, archives are an entire room, massive rooms. Um, so they've been helping out with that. But yeah, your office, your responsibility, so you got to roll, roll up sleeves and pack it up yourself. So fortunately, next week is vacation for students. Uh, it gives us a little bit of time to get things put together and, and then... Brought over to our temporary housing location.
0: Well, hopefully you'll be able to, to you know use boxes and not uh, and not plastic bags like <laughs> like I moved from to desk. Oh my gosh, what a mess that is!
1: No, absolutely true. We've uh, I think people you know we, we get along so well. You, you help each other out. You put in what you need to put in for those boxes, and we know we're going to be coming back to the space eventually. So it's not like you have to empty everything out, but, you know, you, you, we will need whatever our essentials are. Like a, I, I tell people all the time, you can put, as long as you give me Wi-Fi in a tent with correct temperature, I can do just, I can work anywhere. Um, so I'm just, I'm thankful to those schools for allowing us to be in those spaces. Um, it's an inconvenience, but they've been hugely um, receptive to the idea and allowing us to be there. So shout out to Bagnell, Page, and, and for for housing us.
0: That's right. You know, thanks to uh, the technology, you, you can be in all different locations and, and still communicate with one another um, uh, as needed.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. The, the wonders of modern technology, I mean, it's, it's definitely one of the benefits. Obviously, the, the preference is that we're all together, because I, I, I'm a firm believer that when you sit people down in a room together, you get a lot accomplished. If we have to do that virtually for a small amount of time, that's fine. Um, but uh, you know, eventually we'll get back to the in-person meetings, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll see how it goes.
0: All right. Well, uh, Justin, is there anything else you'd like to add this morning?
1: No. I just uh, ha- have a wonderful day, everybody. It's a beautiful day. It sounds like we're going to have, based on what you told me for the weather forecast, when sounds like the weather's going to be beautiful. So get outside, walk around, watch them.
0: Watch some ball games; it's it'll be a good one. Oh, the lots lots of uh, you know, spring sports going on right now too. So, yeah, it's uh, you've got a a great time to to do all that stuff. And if you didn't want to follow anything locally, well, you can always uh, perhaps take off and watch the Red Sox this afternoon. <laughs>
1: Guess,
0: absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much. That's uh, Pentucket Regional School District Superintendent Justin Bartholomew, our guest this morning, here on The Wave, 97.9 WHAV. Wake up with wind in and weekdays from 6 to 9 a.m. on 97.9 FM WHAV. Catch the Wave, W.